from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to the GoodAtheist.net bonus podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Carissa Hendricks. Uh, now, before we start the show, I, I'd like to make it clear that Ryan is not dead, or he's not going to do, uh, he, he's not going to not do any more shows, but uh, there's a reason why Chris is also doing the bonus podcast. I would like for you to tell everyone why you're doing this uh, bonus podcast. Why are you here today, Carissa? We have to go to dinner at six, and you couldn't do two podcasts no, in one day? No, no, that's not really the real reason. The real reason was because you couldn't stop hassling me about wanting to do this show. Oh! Do you I, remember? Do you I got, remember? I got over that like a, two days ago. Yeah, you, well, I heard, I heard enough about it during uh, one day that I was like, okay, well, I just, I, I'm going to have to get her on the show because... She wants to do this particular subject. Okay, but okay, for the for the record. For the this, record. This is what happened. Yeah. You said you want to do a show with me, and then I said we should do a show on superstition, and then you said, Awesome, that sounds great. There's even an email about that. That would be right. perfect. Right. And then you made me do a stupid mailbag show, which I hate. It wasn't stupid. And I then, think everybody liked it. No, I know everybody likes it, but I always feel stupid. Why do you feel mail- stupid? They're mailbag. It's like the easiest I no. love mailbags because it's just people asking questions. Yeah, okay. On my podcast, when I do a mailbag, I feel awesome. Awesome, like a genius. But right. when people do a mailbag for your show, they're asking you questions, and I feel like there's no reason for me to be here, and I hate it, especially when I haven't been on the show in like uh, eight months. Eight months at least. So yeah. it sucked. And then I was like, well, that's okay, because I can do the Superstition podcast still. And then you were like, so I'm going to do that with Ryan, even though I believed it was my idea. You and did believe already that. Already talked, but I say yeah. believe because apparently you had already decided to do that before I brought it up. You'd, well, it, it was just like I mentioned before. Uh, every once in a while, whenever I get a re- request for a certain show, certain type of show, I usually try to do it. The only time I have not uh, answered the call was when people were saying, "Like, do a show about Eastern religion," and I'm still researching and studying this. You can um, do them in small increments. I, yeah, maybe, but there's this, there was this book that I kind of forgot at home, well, my old home, when, when I moved, which was called The Zen of War, which is something I really wanted to read because it talks about how, uh, you know, in the West we have like this uh, fancy-pantsy kind of interpretation of uh, Eastern religion as being like, oh, it's so majestic, and like nothing bad happens over there, and it's like so much better than Western religions, usually because the people who like that shit are completely disillusioned with Western religions, so they turn to the East, because there's lots of religions around, so there's like a grab bag, and Eastern ones are pretty different, so everyone, like around here, the, the Eastern versions of religions that you have are not the same as where they're from. You know what I think is interesting is what? that um, we've been talking a lot, and every time you say here, you still mean Canada, and we're nowhere near Canada. Well, we're still in the Western Hemisphere. I know. I, mean, I uh, just think that's interesting that you yeah. know your mind is still... It's just because we li- we're in such a nice place. It's hard to remember sometimes that we're... Uh, I'm totally... I'm, yeah. For, for those of you that are not yet aware or have ignored anything that I said, because typically I think this is the problem here. Uh, I'm like background music, so you don't even understand what the fuck is going on. I'm actually in uh, the Dominican Republic. This is where I've, uh, I've decided to move for the next few months while winter happens uh, in Canada because winter is awful. And I'm, I'm so sick and fucking tired of winter... It's just terrible, and around here, your Canadian money goes further. So whenever you, whenever you buy things, uh, it, it goes further. So rather than have to say, eat ramen noodles, over here, I can actually get chicken. It's fucking amazing. How much was a, like, a liter of beer? Oh, it's ridiculous. You can get like three gigantic beers for uh, basically $3. These, and these are, each beer is a liter. Yeah. That's what he means by gigantic. Not not the big ones that we get, but these are these are crazy. Well, you <laughs> know, still most of our listeners don't know what a leader is, which makes me sad. Wow. Makes me so sad. If you listen to this podcast and you're American, you don't know what a leader is, go fucking find out because honestly, the rest of the world is laughing at you. No, no, no. Okay, so a leader would be um, like the medium size milk, the like, what is it? A little under a gallon milk? That's... A liter. No, a gallon is huge. A gallon's like two liters, if is not a more. Two liters? 
Yeah. See, that's the fucking problem with this retarded measurement that's not scientific at all. Like, hey, how many fucking thumbs are you? Huh? I don't know. How many king's feet? Ridiculous. It's kind of like I said every show. If America, if you want to be taken seriously and say, oh, we're a scientific nation, why don't you switch over to the fucking metric system? Let me tell you what. There are two countries. Two fucking countries that uses your ridiculous measurement system. One is you. The other is like Burma. Okay? That's it. That's fucking it. The rest of us has switched over. I know that you hate things like meters because it was invented by the French, and there's nothing more insulting to you than anything that's French. But you guys used to be allies. You used to like the French. So fucking switch. You embarrass me. Okay. You just started angry right away today. I'm just. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm trying not to be as angry because you know obviously we don't have as much winter. I was wondering, like, if, is the passion, is the vitriol going to return to my shows? Because right now, you know, it's nice outside. So how, how am I supposed to be angry? Where I came from, it's, it's like minus 18 right now. It's wind blowing in your face, making your dick tiny and cold and retreat in your body. You're going to be an angry man when your penis is the size of a shriveled peanut. But here, no, it's warm and I have a full junk happy man, so it's difficult for me to get angry, but today we're going to be talking about something that uh, is bound to make everybody slightly, well, I wouldn't say perturbed. angry, but perturbed, and that's superstition, okay? This is, the, this is today's theme. We're going to be talking about superstition in general, and at the end of the show, we're also going to have a headline, which uh, I think you guys are just going to fucking love because it's, uh, it's science, but it's awesome, and it's related to uh, belief in, in an obscure way, but we'll mention it. Okay, before we start, let's, let's, let, let's begin by just... Uh, I, I want to define superstition in a way, because um, I asked a whole bunch of people on Facebook and Twitter and the site saying, like, can you tell me some of your superstitions? And I think it's, it's funny that a lot of people were saying, oh, I don't know if this qualifies as a superstition. Or <laughs> maybe this is superstition, maybe it's not. And, you know, most of the time if you say maybe it is, it probably is. Superstition is just basically a, an irrational belief that you have that's based on some kind of perceived pattern that you've observed. Uh, if, I, I think the, probably the most interesting study done on superstition was by, was, was by B.F. Skinner. I've mentioned this on probably like 20 podcasts, and I'll say it again. In 1948, B.F. Skinner did a study involving pigeons, and what he did was put them in a little box, had a food dispenser, and the food dispenser would basically give food randomly. But what would something interesting happen in that circumstance? See, the, these pigeons would be performing, oh, I don't know, whatever activity. Maybe the pigeon was sort of like turning around in a semicircle when all of a sudden a food pellet came out. And all of a sudden he would repeat this behavior thinking that it was influencing how the food dispenser was working. And next thing you know... These pigeons were behaving in all kinds of weird fucking manners, you know, bobbing their heads up and down, like spinning around in circles and all these other kinds of strange things. So they were starting to behave in a superstitious manner, even though, you know, as far as we're concerned, because I guess we're like the most egotistical fucking monkey on the planet, we're like, oh, we're so much better than everyone. No other animal can display the kinds of behaviors that we do. No. Dumbass pigeons with a fucking brain the size of a walnut display the same kind of behaviors that you do. And it just turns out that as, so, as long as you have a reinforcing, uh, you know, as long as there's a reinforcement to your behavior, you'll tend to associate that behavior with whatever it was that happened. Like, um, let's look at a basic one, like a rain dance, right? Which wouldn't be that different from the way that a pigeon was dancing. You dance, calling for the rain, most of the time, it probably won't work. But the times that it does, you're like, well, why did it rain? Because we danced. This is how stupid we are. So this is essentially kind of superstition uh, in a nutshell. If you want to understand it from a, psycho you know, a psychologist kind of uh, you know, it's, way. That's not the only one, though. I mean, no, it's not the only that's one. That's how we accumulated uh, superstitions, sure. But right now, most people's superstitions um, come from actually... they're. <laughs> congenital, quote-unquote, where it's something your grandma said or something your mother said. <laughs> something and, your grandma said, maybe. <laughs> and then there was a sort of a confirmation bias where you thought that it was true and then so you assumed it was true and then you had an experience that maybe enforced it. 
um, or it's something that can't be enforced, so you just assume. That's usually the majority of superstitions are not actually things that you just came up with yourself. That, you know, those are more like good luck things where it's like, my lucky underwear, I always get laid in these, and there's a big hole in the crotch or something. And, you know, good God. Oh, it's happened. And, um, Yuck. And, uh, but the majority of superstitions are actually things that you heard of, you know, the number 13, the umbrella thing, the black cats. That's not something that somebody believes because it happened to them. And then now they've got the crow issue. It's not a B.F. Skinner issue. It's it's that it was it's just ingrained in our culture, and we just soak it in because we're stupid. Well, it's not <laughs> just that. I mean, uh, we have a problem where we tend to kind of take the safe road on things. So if I tell you, well, um, let's say if you if you go out in the cold and you don't have enough on you, like in terms of clothing or whatever, you're going to catch a cold. Now the the thing is, that's that's completely wrong, one hundred fucking percent wrong. And yet, it's probably one of the most persistent uh, superstitions that exist because it's it's not based on anything. It's just it, it, it's one of those um, uh, conventional wisdom things that exist out there, right? Somebody said it. We just assume automatically that it's true, and we tend to kind of not question it or or what have you because it you're taking a bit of a risk. I, I feel to some degree, you know, perhaps I've, I've never liked Pascal and his wager, but to some degree I can understand why it's pervasive because we're risk averse, right? We don't like to take risk. So as soon as somebody tells you, just do this, shut the fuck up, and you're going to be avoiding risk, then we tend to do it. So for me, I believe that most of the superstitions that, you know, you, dear listener, have, and probably even the ones that I have, are based really on kind of this fear that uh, this avoidance of risk like let, let's let's here i want to i want to ask you first carissa what is your persistent superstition because trust me everyone has one so what's yours what's the one that keeps persisting okay and what's so frustrating about this is that um i have gone out of my way to try and get over this there's two of them i've gone out of my way to try and get over these and they've gone to the point of their little tiny ocd habits i think they're actually more compulsive than they are superstitious. Because when I became a real fully-fledged atheist, I was no longer afraid of the dark. I no longer, you know, just those The obvious ones. Yeah, the obvious ones. They just genuinely went away. You know, I could sit in the dark in my quote-unquote haunted apartment because, you know, the place I lived in Inglewood was haunted by hundreds of ghosts and it was on the ghost walk. (laughs) And it was not. But I lived there by myself and the first year I lived there... I'll be honest, I was a little bit... It's a scary building. You know, it used to be a convent building. It's right by the church. It's really kind of Yeah, creepy. it had these sort of like water. It was like uh, heated by water, right? Right. So th- those places are notoriously loud and noisy creepy. because there's steam all the way. Like the uh, pipes are going... Doo, 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 doo. But but honestly, I did get over that. I was able to sleep soundly with no problem. Um, but the two that I can't get rid of... I'll say the one that pisses me off the least first. So the first one is that when I'm cleaning, I'm... I like clean. I clean all the time. I like when the bed is made. I like when the dishes are done. I just don't want to do them. But I like when it's clean. And I don't feel like the cleaning is done unless I open windows. And that comes from when I was young. My grandmother used to say, open the windows to let the spirits out. Really? Yeah. So you let the spirits out. What spirits? Everybody's spirits. The negative spirits, I guess. You know, and then... And then that continued on in my mind. I made it logical, I guess, by thinking like, oh, well, the air is stale. So I need to get rid of the stale air and get in fresh air, which kind of makes sense, except for it doesn't at all. Because I lived in the city and the air outside my apartment tended to be more smoky and gross than the air inside my apartment. But probably less farty. Thanks. Right. Appreciate Human that. Human gas. What? We all <laughs> fart. Do I have to sort of Nobody like... Nobody as much as you. Anybody, <laughs> it's the family thing. I don't understand why, but uh, my family is such a bunch of gassy people. Nothing we can be. Nothing can be done. Okay, so that one's not so bad. It's, what's this? But it's what's, totally compulsive. What's the, the second one, one? The other one is I, if I drop any money, okay? No. Yeah. A penny, a dime, or if I see any money... At all. It could be a foot away if there's something shiny and I think it's a penny. And it, I have to go way out of my way to pick it up. I will go way out of my way to pick it up. Because if I don't... <laughs> it's going to bug you? It bugs me. And this is why. Because, and this is something actually, this is like your pigeon thing, where I came up with this all by myself. I oh don't boy. think anybody told this. This was just something I assumed made sense. And then I believe that... <laughs> I don't believe this. I shouldn't say it that way. 
I'm crazy. My lizard brain believes. My lizard brain believes that if I don't pick up the penny, yeah. I am telling the universe I don't want success. Ew. I know. Ew. And it's cr- I have The universe up, really? I know. It's depressing. I I hate myself. I hate myself I every hate day you for now. it. That you and you have every right to. But um if I I have <laughs> gone to crazy ends to pick up really disgusting pieces of change. Oh, no. And I hate myself every time, but I have to do it. I can't stop it. I can't. I if uh, There's been a couple of times where I haven't done it, and I've hated the whole rest of the day. I've just hated my day. It freaks me out. I don't like it. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like nothing I'm doing is going right. It's, it's the craziest crap ever. Okay, what are yours? Um, Okay, this, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't actually have a lot just because over the years I've really kind of tried to get rid of them. Uh, I think everybody who listens to this show might remember the fact that I used to believe in just absurdities. You know, I was a conspiracy theorist, I believed in ghosts or whatever. Uh, I, I I managed to get rid of all of these mostly, but the one that was the hardest and the one that still creeps up every once and again, you'll never guess which one it is. It's the, literally the stupidest one. No, no. I know you hate the word literally, but this is literally <laughs> the stupidest superstition. I hate walking on cracks. What? I know, eh? I know. Because the stupid rhyme, walk on a crack, break your mother's back, stuck in my head. It's so clever. I don't know why, but I would avoid cracks because... I, I suppose some tiny portion of me thought that if I walked on a crack, it somehow meant I didn't love my mom. So I, I just could not, like, I would go out of my way to avoid cracks. The Your old, mother should feel very happy about that. I think the other reason, too, why I used to do this, and there's probably lots of people that, that are guilty of this as well, when I was a younger man... I was very, um, not, I wouldn't say shy, but I lacked confidence. And I wouldn't look straight up. I'd look at the ground, so I wouldn't have to look at anybody, and I would be left mostly alone. But when you walk, when you look at the ground, all you see is a bunch of cracks. And when you live in like a place like where I do in Quebec, where there's lots of you know, uh, freezing and thawing, or whatever, there are cracks everywhere. We have like the worst roads in the world just because... You know, that thawing and de-thawing kind of stuff just destroys our roadworks. So there's plenty of cracks to be had. In fact, you won't find a sidewalk without any cracks. But yeah, that's actually my superstition. I feel very ashamed of it because I, I wish I could have a cool, sexy superstition. Mine is so lame. What would so be a lame. sexy superstition? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I suppose people who have like superstition when it comes to breaking glass maybe it's sexier than not wanting to walk on cracks i don't know if that's true is it is it is it cracks that have happened like fractures or is it even just the natural end of where the cement block ends see uh my brain didn't make that distinction so at first it was getting really difficult to walk it's why i take it like everybody asks why do you take such long strides it's just because i had totally planned out my walking strides to avoid the cracks between the pavements that's why I walk so fast. You hate me for the change thing? Yeah, but your change thing is disgusting. Like, if I just sort of, like, shake your hand or you touch my face or something like that after you picked up, like, the world's most disgusting penny. Okay, but here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I hate you for that. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, it doesn't actually happen that often. Because, unlike you, who looks at the ground all the time, I'm really distracted by I didn't say I did it things anymore. at eye level. You don't do it anymore? I totally still do mine. You still do yours? No, I, I, I kind of stopped, but I bet you... Because uh, we're supposed to go out for dinner with a friend. I bet you on the way there, I'm going to be avoiding cracks. It's the, <laughs> the only time that I do it is when I'm aware that I was doing it before. And I, this is why I think that certain superstitions and people persist. It's not even because you want to keep doing them. It's just because you used to do them, and it's really difficult for you to break a habit, no matter how bad that habit is. Because it's just, it's part of you. Habits have this weird thing of making you feel more permanent. Do you know what I mean? I think totally. people who smoke have this kind of problem where they're like, I don't want to, like, part of the reason they don't want to quit smoking is they have a ritual that's associated with it. And even superstitions can be considered kinds of rituals, right? They, they bring us comfort because we feel like we have some control over the world around us, regardless of how stupid that control is or, you know, just how ludicrous 
uncontrollably uncontrollable this whole thing is. Because that's the irony, right? You don't actually have control over these rituals. You think you do, but because you're doing them and you probably don't even want to do them, they have control over you, which is the real tragedy but, of the situation. It's hilarious. Okay, this is super off topic. But because now that you're affected by your superstition because you thought about it, you know what that reminded me of? No. Do you remember that game we all played in high school or I played in high school where if you think of the game, you lose the game, and then you say, I lose, and then everybody in earshot goes, I lose, because then they think of the game. I don't then... even know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. I, 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 I think that only 2% of the people listening to the show know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, I just caused them all to lose the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Okay, I, I wrote okay. down a list of superstitions that uh, probably the most popular ones. We're going to talk about the, the most popular superstitions. This is in the West. If, um, if you guys want, I could do a popular list of superstitions for the East on another show. Uh, that one's a little bit more research because it's not part of my culture, so I'm not quite aware of it. But I have heard some pretty hilarious ones. Uh, and, you know, when you think about it, I-, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, China is the largest atheist state. Well, it's also one of the most superstitious places in the world. So if you guys really want, we can do another superstition episode on the East specifically. But we're going to be focusing on the West right now because that's where most of us live and that's going to be easier to identify with all right so here's the here's the list that i put up of uh, the most common superstitions the first one is breaking a mirror and uh, the superstition basically goes like this you break a mirror and you're going to have 7 years bad luck so doing a little bit of research the reason why that is is actually uh, it, it comes from uh, the Romans, but there's lots of other cultures that also kind of believe in something similar, including the Greek and the Chinese, even some African and Indian cultures. And it basically comes from the fact that most people think that a mirror that you look uh, in captures at least part of your essence or part of your soul inside that mirror in a kind of a weird, bizarro world. So if you accidentally break that mirror, um, that part of your soul gets all busted up, and then all of a sudden that's supposed to lead to all kinds of disasters because your soul is lessened. The reason why it's seven years? Well, it's actually because the Romans thought that every seven years your body would basically renew itself. So the idea was after seven years, you're not the same person anymore. The soul thing has kind of you know, uh, been renewed, and you no longer need to worry about it. So that's where the breaking mirror superstition come from. There is also a rumor that the breaking mirror superstition comes also from uh, that glass and mirrors, which were the same thing, they used to be the same thing, were super expensive. Insanely, insanely expensive. Yeah, yeah. So there there is some belief that the reason why that was created was to encourage younger people to be more careful around glass and to discourage them from breaking shop windows. See, I kind of like that as well. Here's the thing, too, uh, just so you guys are aware, whenever we try to trace down, trace back where these originate from, there's no real exact explanation. It's notoriously difficult to track back uh, superstitions. The weird thing about superstitions, and you even said it yourself, is that they're mostly transmitted. These are not things that you experience personally, but they tap into something that's just, you know, uh, that, that, that's, that's inherent in all human beings. I don't want to kind of freak you out, dear listeners, but you were essentially a clone, okay? You were so genetically identical to your fucking neighbor that it's, it's scary. Uh, in almost every way, you're the fucking same. So don't be surprised if the thing that affects you affects everybody else. Superstitions are just more proof of that. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one, black cats. All right, I don't know if most of you sort of still uh, feel that way. If you cross a black cat, it's supposed to mean bad luck. Or black cats in general were considered sort of like... Uh, you know, by most Western cultures of being sinister and, and, uh, and also being linked to witchcraft and things like that. Although, to be fair, the superstition goes both ways. Some uh, people actually thought that cats and black cats in particular were actually good luck. Uh, sailors, in particular, kept black cats on their ships, and the wives of sailors also had black cats in their home, thinking that keeping that cat would be good luck uh, for their husbands who uh, are on a boat with men for, like months and months on end. Uh, ironically enough, in the Middle Ages, the fear of black cats was so great that they, or just cats in general, they'd go around and they would slaughter them, which led, unfortunately, to the increase in the amount of rodents in Europe, which also led to the Black Plague. <laughs> so, hey, do superstitions sometimes cause harm? I don't know. Why don't you ask everybody that died of the Black Plague whether or not superstitions cause harm? So, I think it's kind of an interesting externality of that superstition of saying, like, hmm, 
What? Maybe cats are more useful than uh, I'm willing to acknowledge. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Eh? I, me what who doesn't did you like just cats? Say? That's crazy. No, that's crazy. I don't like cats, but I don't like you, rats you know, more. You didn't mind my cat. No, your cat was cool. Your your her cat. Here's what I liked about your cat is that he would. Leave you alone. He would leave me alone. He wouldn't. He wouldn't fucking keep meowing all the time. And the only time that your cat ever said anything was when it was hungry, and it would just butt its head against like that food dispenser, like your food dispenser thing. And that was that was sort of obvious. I appreciate that form of communication. The cat's like, I'm fucking hungry, and I'm like, I'll just scoop some, and you'll shut the fuck up. This is the kind of relationship I like with a cat, right? And and I don't I mean it's not like I don't like animals. I like plenty of animals. I mean, for me a cat or a dog, these are biological toys, right? We play with them and we bred them for our enjoyment and our pleasure mostly. And uh, I can appreciate that. I like toys, right? The biological kind, sure. But some toys are annoying. Tickle me Elmo <laughs> is annoying. You know what I mean? He's annoying. It doesn't matter how cute he is, he's fucking annoying. And uh, Ryan's cat is annoying. He's the thing I miss the least in this world. Is him fucking at my door, meowing at like 6 o'clock in the morning for like fucking no reason. Hated him. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, this one's a popular one, and it's not quite, it's not uh, very well understood. Walking under a ladder. You've ever, uh, you it, you ever had that sort of superstition where you don't want to walk under the ladder? You know what, though? I, I'm going to be honest. I never believed it was a superstition until the last few years. I always just thought it was people shitting with me. They were like, if you, it was not, <laughs> not even shitting with me. They were just messing with your mind? I thought it was a joke. Oh. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like, don't walk under Because if you walk under a ladder, you could get hurt because somebody could drop construction equipment That's on your head. That's what I think, yeah. So I always thought that the reason you didn't walk under a ladder because somebody could hurt you. And then we would be like, don't walk under a ladder. We'd say it as if it was a superstition, superstition to make fun of superstitions. I thought oh, that everybody who I was saying it. that was like really clever and in the know mm. and critical thinking. And then only recently... <laughs> critical thinking. I don't know. Only recently have I figured out that that's a genuine superstition making me feel naive. Well, the background behind this... and. Is is mostly it's it's thought that uh, a ladder leaning against something creates a triangle, and triangles have long been associated with life. So it was assumed that if you broke a triangle, you were tempting faith, uh, fate, excuse me, because you were breaking uh, a, a triangle. And also, uh, I mean, later on, that there's the you know the Trinity, which is also sort of like a, a kind of a triune thing where where, where God is apparently three different forms. But one, whatever, that's a different show. Uh, but nevertheless, there is kind of like the triangles have long been associated in in a lot of cultures as a sacred object, and you sort of breaking that. That's that's you're testing your luck, motherfucker. Although honestly, if you do walk under a ladder, you are testing your luck. All right, people who are on ladders are doing important work. Things there are probably hammers or bricks or other heavy things that are involved that could fall on your head, or maybe just the ladder collapsing. Who wants to be under a ladder when it collapses? A no, fool. Not, not just that, but you make the people on the ladder feel uncomfortable when you walk that close. To Honestly, it it's precarious. Don't do that. It's like, well, are you walking near my ladder? Or are you going to push me over? Okay, move on. Okay, the next one is uh, knocking on wood, or as it's known in other parts of, uh, uh, in some parts of uh, parts of Europe, uh, touching wood. And uh, you probably heard that whenever somebody says something like, uh, "Oh, I'm going to go there, and I hope I don't die," or you know, anytime a person says something that may be injurious to themselves, they'll tend to knock on wood. The best explanation I could find is that essentially most Western cultures, at least to some degree, thought that spirits. Uh, lived inside of wood, and it was assumed that if you just knocked on it, you would kind of benefit from their goodwill and, and, and remove any of the negative things you had said about your fate. So knocking on wood is supposedly to kind of square things off. I just realized I have another ridiculous superstition. Oh, what's your other superstition? Uh, salt over the left shoulder. You Really? I, I don't do it every time, but there are times where... I, actually, no. I don't do it any time. Salt. I don't do it any times, but I want to really badly. <laughs> really? As like an OCD thing. I just, I can avoid that one, but every time there's like spilt salt, I want to do it. Because it was, it's, a, it's like the broken mirror thing. Salt was an expensive. Yeah, salt was currency in ancient Rome. Yeah, so. That's what they used for so money. Just, it was, I think that's because it's related to my money thing. Because if mm. you spill salt, then, and I don't 
take care of it, then I don't want wealth and prosperity. So what you're saying is that you're essentially like a Scrooge. You're like a greedy person who doesn't want to lose money. No, this is it. This is what it is. It's that I've had so much good fortune in my short life that I'm just waiting for somebody to swoop down and be like, oh yeah, you didn't get it. You're not supposed to have this. You don't deserve any of this stuff. Oh, you get poverty. That's so. a superstition. Yeah. I know. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll sometimes knock on wood, but honestly... Uh, you know, it's, it's mostly it's mostly even to just say whenever you're knocking on wood. I mean, how often are you knocking on something that's not even real wood? I kind of get it enjoyment being like, <laughs> knock, knock on, on wood, wood and trying to find real wood. Because <laughs> it's all like bullshit plasterboard. wood in our house. It's well, all over the place. Yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, uh, in most, in most, if you live in an Ikea world, sure, it's wood. It's mostly glue. <laughs> glue and fucking wood chip dust. It's amazing to think how much of our stuff is now built of horses. Horses? Well, glue is made of horse. No, they don't make glue out of horse no more. They make some glue out of horse. Don't they? I guess so, in like crazy old factories. But these days, glues are made out of sort of uh, you know, all kinds. I think they're actually made uh, of soy. They're, they're ma- basically the way that you make most compounds now is you take a more complicated compound <laughs> and you sort of like take a, a chunk out of it that makes a new compound. Soy is the new hemp. Soy is the new hemp. Okay, let's move on. Uh, saying "bless you" when someone sneezes. Okay, there's a couple. There's a there's a there's a couple interpretations or variations on this. The first one is thought to have originated during the Black Plague. Second time we mentioned the Black Plague, uh, but you know you'd sneeze. Sneezing was one of the uh, symptoms of the illness. It was assumed that if you said "bless you," it would help the person uh, recuperate because you know modern medicine sucked back then. So saying a prayer was probably the only thing you could do to a plague victim, you know, rather than give him medicine. Uh, the second one is that basically it was believed that when you sneezed, part of your soul would uh, exit, and uh, evil spirits, which are apparently everywhere, would uh, try to kind of come in into your body and invade you and and make you do all kinds of crazy shit, like maybe have sex with your neighbor's wife or something. <laughs> and then I actually heard that it was from, like, when you sneeze... That was part of your soul leaving your body, and he said, bless you to bring it back. Right, exactly. It's kind of the, if you say bless you, the evil spirits can't sort of like invade you. The soul part gets restored, blah, oh, blah, blah. Okay. So the, that a, a similar version of that was in the Renaissance, Renaissance times, they actually thought that when you sneezed, a demon would be holding onto your heart and make it stop momentarily, like your heartbeat would stop, and saying bless you would remove his demonly powers so that your heart would start over again and you wouldn't have a heart attack. Why were we so stupid? I don't know. You, uh, it's the Renaissance. You would have thought, hey, are they smarter? No. They, they were just starting to get it's smart. It's going to be so interesting if, if you're still doing this podcast in five years. Probably not. But if you, if you are, to see maybe even the change between now and five years from now, just in superstition. Because think about it. Think about like five years ago. I saw a lot more superstition five you- years ago. What do you mean? How? What? what I, it was, what's just, it was just so much more common. Maybe it's just the people I'm hanging out with now, but I just found that it was more okay, and now it's less okay. Like you know, people still have those compulsions, but they don't talk about it. It's, it's less like don't do that. Do you remember? Do you remember? In my experience, five years ago in school and stuff, people would reinforce those all the time. They'd be like, "Don't do that. You're gonna ruin bad luck." They talk about it all the time, and now yeah, I don't find it's part of the that. conversation as much. Yeah, I, I, but I think that's just also we were younger and, and uh, you know, as kids, we're all idiots, uh, right? Maybe. We We, we, we kind of grow into a, a milder form of intelligence as time goes on. But, I mean, at, at any point in our lives, given, okay. given point in our lives, we're retarded. Let's deal with the sneezing issue as well, because as atheists, what are we supposed to say when people sneeze? Gesundheit. Well, no. it's not the best one, because it means good luck. But, uh, and we don't, we're not supposed to believe in luck, because luck is a type of superstition. It's because not all, not all superstition is negative, right? Yeah. A superstition could be like, I have a rabbit's foot, and it's going to give me good luck, which is stupid, <laughs> but, you know, it's part of it. And I guess the other thing, too, is that most people used to think that uh, rabbit's are a sign of fertility and high fertility used to be a sign of luck. And right now we're in a society that's like, we don't want fertility. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of magician friends who say nothing happens when you die. That's what they say when somebody sneezes. <laughs> nice. Which is, I thought was really funny. And then Penn says that's funny because in sneezes are the punchline to a lot of jokes. So when somebody sneezes, he just says that's funny. I don't, yeah, I don't even understand how it is a punchline to anyone's joke. Cause you know, you know, you'd say like, uh, like a weird word and people would be like Zun- Zuntite. like because weird words sound like sneezes 
Jeez, it's really not that funny. It's is more clever when it was it, maybe, explained on their podcast. Yeah. It's more <laughs> clever like if it was like one of those 18th century jokes like, this just in, by, by way of balloon, the latest joke <laughs> from England. Fuck that noise. Okay, the next one is the number 13. Can you, can you read the actual, because there's a, there's a phobia so associated with the number 13, but I can't read this. This is really unreadable. Triscodecophobia. 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 I can't even say it. Blah, blah, blah. It's easier if you start from the Latin. Triscadecophobia. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, that here's the problem with uh, the origin of this one. It's actually more difficult to find the origin of the superstition of the, the number 13 because there's, number one, there's lots of misinformation about that, uh, about where it comes from. There, like some people thought, oh, it's because of the code of the Hammurabi from the Babylonians. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately it's not that. Damn it. Um, some people think it's actually our, it has to do with our obsession with the number 12, right? And, uh, in the number 13, like for instance, ancient Persia, Persians thought, uh, that because there were 12 constellations of the Zodiac, which are related to essentially, um, the months of the year and, and the cycles of, of the earth and the sun and so on and so forth, that the number 13 was chaotic. So it's associated with chaos. Even the Norse, um, Loki, the god of mischief and chaos, is the thirteenth god. And like you were saying before, there's a there's a famous story of a supper from the North uh, Norse gods where Loki come, walks in. He's like the thirteenth dude. He convinces. What's the story again? If you could uh, reiterate it for me. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like he convinces Bader or something like one of the gods okay, so of joy there's, to there's be. A, there's a god who's blind, right. Who has arrows. Right, and there's a god who is the god of like joy and satisfaction. And <laughs> I like that god. Yeah, they're all having dinner. These twelve gods are all having like just a fancy nice dinner, whatever. And Loki shows up, which is the thirteenth guest. And Loki um, uses some wordplay to convince the blind god to shoot the other god, the god of joy, with a in the face with a poison arrow, poisoned with mistletoe. So, um, and then he dies. And then every, the whole world mourns. And then that's reflected again in like the whole Last Supper Judah thing. Yeah, Judas, Judas is the 13th uh, apostle. Well, you know, 12 plus Jesus as 13, and Jesus dies after the Last Supper. So that's considered to be sort of, uh, you know, bad luck. The honest truth is I think that, I think that the superstitions around the number 13 uh, is probably at least partially related to these things. But it's, it's difficult to really ascertain but it's not uncommon for lots of cultures to have either unlucky numbers or lucky numbers. There's just and and they're 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 not ubiquitous. Like for instance, the the Chinese and the Koreans they they fear the number four. Why? Who knows? We're gonna find that out in another episode. If you guys want us to continue talking about superstitions, but it's it's not it's not like every culture has a superstition about the same numbers. It's just that we are numerologists for some fucking weird reason. There are certain combinations of numbers that scares the shit out of us, and for us here, it's the number thirteen. I mean, how annoying! How annoying is it that there are no thirteenth floor in most buildings? That is so stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I find that it is a goddamn indictment about how ridiculous we are. Uh, one thing I found kind of fascinating when doing research on this is that there was a club that was started in the 1800s called the 13 Club. And essentially, it was just a group of guys who wanted to stop uh, everybody from actually thinking that the number 13 was unlucky. And particularly, people were like, oh, you can't have 13 people sitting at a table. So they would just have dinner parties where 13 people were at tables to kind of show people that this isn't fucking ludicrous. And they had a whole bunch of presidents, actually. They were honorary members. Grover, Grover Cleveland was a member. Even Theodore Roosevelt, that crazy guy. Ever, I ever tell you stories about Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah. yeah. He's a fucking madman. I like it. He, he was shot during one of his inaugural speeches, and he finished the speech before going to the hospital. The man was a badass. Pretty badass. Through and through. And then he got na uh, we named a teddy bears after him, which seems <laughs> grotesquely inappropriate. Well, uh, didn't he own a bear? He also owned, I yeah, think, a, uh, a tiger or something. Yeah, but up. still, it's like, this, he total bad. That'd be like, <laughs> that'd be like, he, Fonzie, we make like a little Fonzie cat, and then the word Fonzie becomes known as like w the word for little baby toys. It's like, no, that's not what it was about. He's, it's ironic that he's completely the opposite of a teddy bear. I, I have a more superstition I want to ask yeah, you. Yeah, 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 go ahead. You, you said that you, you found a list of like common yeah, New you, Year's Eve superstitions, right? Yes. 
All right. Okay, do you want me to do those ones? Yeah, or do you yeah, want yeah, me to yeah. read the two that were on the most common list that you missed? Uh, yeah, read, read, the, read the part of, uh, of it that I missed. Okay, so um, I found a list of most common superstitions, and you named almost all of them. There's one, opening an umbrella inside a house. Right. Which you said was because... It's actually a very, it, it's supposedly a really older superstition that comes from uh, ancient Egypt where uh, Ra, the god of the sun, used to sort of like confer, uh, you know, benedictions on people. And if you opened up an umbrella inside, because umbrellas were commonly used not against rain, but for, you know, shelter from the sun, that sheltering yourself from the sun in your own home would remove Ra's protection from your home. Uh. So that's where it comes from. Okay, and then the other one is ringing in the ears means that someone's talking about you, and itchy palms means that you're going to receive money. Yeah. Well, didn't, didn't you say your grandma had a weird one where every time a broom dropped, she oh, thought comedy would come by? It was by? so frustrating. <laughs> I even remember being, you know, seven and thinking that was the stupidest shit ever. But yeah, you know how sometimes stuff moves in a house? My grandparents had actually built their house, so their right. house was especially creepy and creaky. Annoying. And so things would just, there was breezes and gusts and things every Ghosts. all the time. And, uh, you know, you, you'd lean a broom and then sometimes things fall, like a broom will just fall over. And every sing- and I swear my grandma deliberately, precariously perched the, the brooms. And every single time she'd go, well, I guess there was company coming. And was all there? I, here's the thing, okay? To this day, my grandma is the most, there is company over all the time. I love my grandparents, but it's always, and I like staying there because I see all of the relatives within like a day. Yeah. But after, if you stay there for more than a week, you hate your life because it's just, you're constantly entertaining. They're insane. So company was always coming. In fact, (laughs) 90% of the time she said that there was already people at the house. So it's like, or maybe grandma, you just can't say no. And your family is moochers. See, that's the bigger problem. I just said hurtful things to my grandmother. I feel really bad. She doesn't listen to this show. I don't, but yeah, but she's getting really computer savvy. And if, I no, love you, grandma. never. She, it's the bonus show. First of all, she would have to pay me. <laughs> okay, good. I feel more safe. <laughs> Were there any others or that pretty much? Um, list that's of, uh, the, the ones you missed on the list of just yeah. general ones. And then I found a list of like um, superstitions related to New Year's. Yeah, what's, what's the... Which I thought was good because it's January. So um, you're supposed to eat black-eyed peas or greens uh, on New Year's Day because they're green. And it will increase your prosperity. It'll make your next year more prosperous. There's so much superstition around New Year's. We're so superstitious about no. New Year's. Um, nothing can go out of the house. Um, no, no big thing. So you can't like lend out anything because then it means that you're going to have less things at the end of the year than you started with. Jesus. Um, kissing at midnight ensures 12 months of affection. And if you're all alone, you're supposed to kiss an animal like a pet. That's disgusting. I agree. Or like on the, on, on the mouth? I hope not. Um, don't cry. If you cry, this will mean unhappiness throughout the year. Jeez. Don't wash clothes because it will uh, bring a year of, of labor, hard labor. Yeah, washing clothes is going to ensure a year of actually getting laid. If you wash your clothes. <laughs> uh, well, you just don't cl- wash your clothes the day of. And some right. people go as far as to not washing their clothes like for the week. That's disgusting. I know, it's pretty cool. Well, you, you wear other clothes. You wear clothes that's already clean. You don't wear the same shirt over and over. I don't have a lot of clothes, so i got to wash them constantly. <laughs> no, I wash them constantly. <laughs> um, uh, no bare cupboards because it will... Um, no prosperity. Um, no money. Yeah, but that's just obvious. You have bare cupboards. Oh, uh, you're not going to be prosperous. I have bare cupboards. So I'm already not prosperous. Yeah, my mom used to always fill the cupboards, actually. Really? The, uh, over, over the holidays. Jeez. they would be The house would be stuffed full of food, and then we'd just eat it. That You would just be like <laughs> leftover Christmas food all January. My cupboards, were, were, you know, living with my mom were never bare, but you know my mom, she, she has like 20,000 ingredients lying in the house at all times to make whatever delicious... Fucking meal that pops into her head. <laughs> so there were never any bear cupboards. And we were never prosperous. <laughs> it's bullshit. Okay. Um, don't lend money. Oh, that's right? just mean. You, I know. Because then you won't, you'll have less money, I guess. And then... Um, yeah, of course. Because you lend money. <laughs> uh, open the doors to your house to let out all the negative energy from the previous year. Sounds like your superstition. That's just like my superstition. Although I didn't do that this year. Because I was... Not at home. I don't. I didn't have a home this New Year's. Um, oh, no, no prosperity. Totally fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean if you have if you're homeless over New Year's? If you're just couch surfing? Eh. Lack of prosperity. Um. Don't break anything. 
Um, the first person who and so don't break anything because again, it's it's all related to prosperity. Basically, just assume everything is prosperity. Yeah. Um, the first person who enters your home will have the biggest impact and influence on your life for the year in the new year. So the first person to enter your home January first will be the, have the most influence. I that doesn't apply to me because I was couch surfing, so I didn't have a home for people to enter. So. Uh, you were technically the person who was entering the home in New Year's, so you had the most influence on whoever uh, place that you were fucking crashing. Hmm. Just a thought. I entered a hotel. On that was the first thing I entered was yeah. a hotel. I had to do a show this New Year's. Yeah, and you were breathing fire. You could have had a lot of influence had you, uh, you know, <laughs> accidentally set the place on fire. Uh, who was the first person to walk into your house on the first? Uh, I think actually it was Jeff. Jeff walked into my house the first. So <laughs> I love Jeff to little pieces, but I I kind of doubt he will have the most influence on this year, considering he's very far he's away. He's very far away. But who knows? <laughs> superstition is right. superstition. Well, we'll know. Is that and, it? Uh, is that it? Or is there one more? Um, there's a lot about weather. So it's like whatever way the wind blows. If the wind blows east, it means there'll be famine and calamity if it blows south they'll be prosperous if it blows north then there'll be bad weather and which one did i miss west um there'll be plenty of milk and fish (laughs) (laughs) well that one makes sense ah that cool western fishy milky wind (laughs) ah okay well i i asked a few fans (laughs) they're embarrassing i asked a few fans of the show to uh, write in and, and tell me what their superstition was. So I'm going to read some of theirs. Okay, first we have Emma, who uh, wrote, I trained myself out of a superstition a few years ago that had been ingrained into me from early childhood by my mother. Whenever she, uh, she, used to, she used eggs in cooking, she always told me to make sure that I crushed the eggshells completely before I threw them in the rubbish to make sure the witches can't take them and use them as boats. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Uh, Just fuck your children up for life. That yeah. sounds okay. Uh, Jeannie wrote, I like to deliberately walk under ladders. Does that... Uh, that uh, yeah, I like to deliberately walk under ladders. Does that count? Well, technically, superstitions, you're trying to avoid something. So you're a contrarian. No, no, no. No, that could still be a superstition because, I mean, sometimes you do things superstitiously. So, I mean, if you're constantly walking under ladders to pro- just to prove it's wrong, then you're not superstitious. But if you're constantly walking under ladders because you think that if you don't, then... The world will be more negative. She said she likes to, not she, that she feels but, compelled to. Okay, well, then it's probably okay. And besides, I think we just had that conversation. Don't walk under ladders, Stop. girl. That's stupid. If you got to do something, walk on cracks on behalf of Jacob. It's kind of like, <laughs> hey, we had a fan of the show that died because she walked under some fucking ladders and a bucket of cement fell on her head. Please, okay. and then be I careful. Just for comic. Yeah. Well, or a, or a, a piano. How awesome would that be if like somebody actually died by death a by piano. piano? Well, you'd talk about it at parties. And after that initial shock and sadness, it would be like the funniest story you've ever had at dinner parties. So hmm. that's something to think about. Uh, Cassandra wrote, she had a long one, but I want to I read the whole thing because it's actually kind of interesting. I don't know if this counts, but I always thought that if anything ha- ever happened to my husband of 10 years this May, I would somehow know... For instance, if he were hurt, he and I share uh, uh, some kind of connection that would supersede physics and all I know about the universe, and I would know that something bad had happened to him. I learned the hard way that this little thought living in the back of my head was wrong. I slept right through when he had a motorcycle accident last March (laughs) where where he broke his right pelvic bone damn near in half. Uh, on the same note, I sometimes have to remind myself that my panic attacks are just that, and not some kind of precognition or something about to go wrong. I have a family who raised me to believe in psychics, tarot cards, crystals, plus some shit even you haven't heard of. Uh, you'd be surprised what I've heard of. Uh, but I got over that a year ago. I also have a bit of a confirmation bias because I've, I have had panic attacks on the days my husband has uh, lost his job unexpectedly on more than one occasion. Jeez, how many times have, has your job lost? Has your husband lost a job? Uh, I, I hope that marriage is solid for other reasons. <laughs> All, um, wow, that was unnecessarily mean. <laughs> He's a jobless loser who can't drive a motorcycle, I for really fuck's sake. I really hope you love him for reasons other than work ethic. Well, it's 10 years. Silly, yeah. 10 years. It's right about that time where, uh, you know, you're starting to get You know bored. what? It's a hard economy right now, mister. <laughs> That's you true. Jerk. That's true. I can understand why you'd have panic attacks and the husband's not bringing home the bacon. Not, not everybody can move to a tropical paradise, okay? Hey, I, I have panic attacks all the time, but that's because I'm living in uh, some sort of, uh, you know, financial paradise 
that I've just made for myself. I'm literally in the red. I don't know how long I can keep this up, but it's beautiful over here. And yeah. uh, and once I die of starvation, <laughs> then uh, this, is, this is a great way to go under. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna go under, you might as well do it in style. All right. Uh, okay, Max writes. I don't know if this is a superstition, but I can't stand near uh, my bed in the dark. Since I was a kid, I've, uh, I have always had that picture in my head, a hand grabbing my ankle. Oh. So every time I turn off my light and go to bed, I have to jump from my door. You know what? When I was a fucking kid, I was the same way. I was way. totally the same. Oh, my God. I think it was because of... I don't. What movie is it where a clown lives under some kid's bed and keeps fucking grabbing them underneath the bed? There was a... It was like a famous thing back when I yeah. was like in the like in the eighties. There was this movie. I don't know if it, it wasn't fucked up it, a whole generation, or whatever. But it fucked me up. And yeah, I used okay. to jump. I Here, used to jump. Here's my advice. Here's my advice. I had that same issue when I got my first place. I got a bed that had no underneath compartment, like no underneath area. No. And now I can sleep on a bed that has an underneath area, and I don't even notice, and it's I'm fine. And it, my sleep improved drastically. So I have uh, get a bed with no underneath. Don't get a frame. Get like one of those frames that goes right to the floor. No, fuck that. I'm going to tell you how to do it. One night, I want you to sleep under your bed. <laughs> the whole fucking night. Just do it. It's going to be a hard night. But you know what? You're going to realize that nothing grabbed you because you're, underneath your bed is not some necazone of concentrated evil. All right? It's just... It's probably dusty. You know what I love? I love like whenever you and I offer two solutions, yours is always horribly painful and mine's just moderate. <laughs> oh, you're gee. Like, you're I'm like, the, why don't I'm you the crazy ruin one? your life for a day and then everything will be better? And I'm like, why don't you just change your lifestyle slightly so that everything's better? Beds I- are expensive and I don't <laughs> think Max can afford a new bed. So why don't you do my uh, thing and forget about what Carissa said because uh, my thing is just going to make you... My thing is hardcore, but sometimes you need to sort of like rip the bandage, uh, bandage off. You know what I mean? Like woo, one fell swoop. Yeah. No no none of that hot water with some soap things. That's so, for sissies. Sometimes Come on now. when you talk, I just, just I think that you're trying to convince yourself cuz like <laughs> just the way you said, "Yeah, I'm right." Yeah. Fucking right. Okay, John writes, no matter how stupid I know I uh, it is on an intellectual level, I can't help but cross my fingers when I'm playing the pokey machines at the casinos. Needless to say, they get crossed extra hard when I'm on my last few bucks. It never makes a difference, but it's just a habit I can't kick. Stop playing those machines, you fucking fool. Don't play machines. They're designed to take your money. You don't think that there is a mathematical algorithm that calculates exactly how to take your money? There's a reason they're called one-armed bandits, mister. Okay, how about this? Yeah. Did you ever go to the arcade? I did. Did you go home with more money than you went in with? The arcade's different. No, it's not. They're both just forms of entertainment. They're both shiny, glowy, blinky machines. No, but the, 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 the difference is when you're at the arcade, you don't expect to have any money back, okay? What you expect to do is have a good time okay. and drop 10 bucks. As That's long, what the expectation is. As long as John is. walks in yeah. and doesn't expect and is just doing it oh, as a Oh, bullshit. Game, he will. He will. That's the only reason why you get the reward mechanism from betting because you think you're going to win. I think you're being unnecessarily harsh to everybody I'm be, today. I'm going to be harsh. I'm going to be harsh. Okay, you can be the you're the bad cop. I'm the good cop. John, you do whatever you want. It's your fucking life. If that's Don't your form of entertainment, as long as it's not it's not eating into your life. As long as it's just a form of entertainment, do whatever you want. Don't but do it. Do what makes you happy. Don't do it. Do you know how many old people I see on those fucking machines wasting their lives on that? They're designed to tap into the reward Which mechanism is, of your brain. At they're least evil. They're getting out of the house and being social. And besides, like you know what? I stopped going to the arcade because I was getting broke. And you know what? The arcade machines came to my house. All right, the one armed bandit was done. All I had to do was pay for the game once, and I could play it and t- ad nauseum. Much better solution. So buy buy one of those one arm bandits. All I can say <laughs> is home. that your listeners are very brave to email you because you're a big jerk. Aww. That's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, Brian uh, Brian says I have all uh, I always have to leave the volume on anything ending in either a five or a zero. It's not really a superstition, but it has to happen every time. I'll tell you what, that is a weird one, but it's only one that you have. Sometimes superstitions are just things that you have personally. That one's a bit messed. Try to put it to six or seven, or if you can, to 11. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, let's talk about the headlines. Enough about superstitions. This headline was awesome, so So I I needed to talk about it. Basically, there was a a study that was done uh, in, uh, in in the Netherlands, and it was basically dealing with oxytocin. If you don't know what oxytocin is, it's a chemical that's produced by mammalian species like you and me, and it's basically responsible for feelings of love, trust, um, pair bonding, and uh, so on and so forth. 
So what they decided to do is they, they wanted to do a test by getting people to inhale uh, oxytocin, and uh, they, they, they got them to do a variety of tests. And, and the, the, the findings that they had was that oxytocin uh, improves in-group cohesion at the expense of out-group exclusion. So the reason, what they, what they did in the Netherlands is that roughly 51% of the Dutch uh, dislike Muslims, which, uh, you know, it's close to my heart here. Mm-hmm. Muslims are not, a mind, are not a race, by the way. It's just a stupid religious belief that is uh, awful. But uh, the Dutch don't really like it. So what they did was they, they, they made people sniff it, and they asked them a variety of questions involving uh, some uh, like, for instance, they'd ask, okay, let's say you're, there are five people and they're about to be hit by a train and you can only save four of them and one of them is going to die and one of the guy's name is Mohammed Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real name. Um, and they found that people who were inhaling uh, oxytocin were less likely to want to save the person that wasn't obviously part of their minority group. So this is a this is a kind of interesting thing where the the chemical associated with love is also associated with just in groupness and uh, you know exclusivity. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, it's important to re- remember though that um, you know the, some of the criticisms of this particular uh, research that was done was the fact that okay it's not the only factor it's not like you sniff some oxytocin uh, and all of a sudden you're going to want to kill minorities uh, but. And, and, and truth be told, most of your decisions are still things that you can think about rationally. You can internalize them. They're not only Im, you know, impulsive. But I think it is kind of interesting to note, like, what would be the survival advantage of this happening? And I think the explanation that, you know, as, as a species that has mostly lived in relatively small groups, it would make sense that the same chemical that allows us to trust people and to love them would also make us distrust and potentially hate other people that weren't part of our group. So I think it is, it's something to think about, everybody. Look, our evolutionary history hasn't necessarily uh, allowed us to live harmoniously in this world perfectly without us making some adjustments, right? So, yes, oxytocin is a great uh, chemical and uh, you know it, it 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 has allowed mammalian species to take care of their offspring to live more socially and so on and so forth but you know obviously it, it, you have to understand it in its context understand our evolutionary history is confined mostly to small groups and then you kind of realize that oh hey we are kind of predetermined to be xenophobic prejudicial bigoted bastards but maybe i mean maybe that's not what's happening maybe we aren't evolutionarily driven to be you know to be more in group with oxytocin maybe it's just a side effect and we need it for pair bonding sort of like you know when you breed dogs for affection you get floppier ears you don't mean to get floppier ears it's not like (laughs) they're you know it's 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 not because evolutionarily they needed to have floppier ears it's just because it's a side effect that you don't think about well, but but the the side effect of the floppy ears, for instance, is a, it's a nascent quality of neoteny, of of juvenileness, right? And and we bred for that because typically organisms that are still stuck in a in, in a somewhat state of uh, you know of, of nascent development will tend to be less angry and and less violent and so on and so forth. Floppy ears is that sign, is that sort of like external effect of being less mature. And, and in dogs, for instance, we want them to be less mature because a dog matures once it starts fighting for dominance. And we don't want that in our dogs. We don't want dogs to attack the alpha males because we tend to be the alphas of the group. So we like to have dogs that are just tend to be more uh, courteous, I guess I'll put. But I, I kind of, I like your explanation, the fact that to increase pair bonding, at least with humans, um, you know, say like with a couple, you kind of need to be exclusive in a way. You need to have sort of like an in-group feeling uh, because, I mean, what is a family but sort of like an in-group, right? Uh, it, it's not, a, it, I'm not saying this is a sort of a negative thing. And like I said, it doesn't manipulate your entire behavior. It's, it's just something to consider that if, you ha- if you're feeling extreme feelings of love, you might hate Muslims more. Just going to put that out there. Hmm. Well, maybe not just Muslims, but other minorities. So... Here's the good news. If you're aware of that, you can compensate for it and be less shitty. And maybe that's the lesson out there, huh? Yay. Be aware of things so that you can be less shitty. 
I think that's pretty much the show for today. I'd like to thank everybody that wrote in, that sent Twitter messages and Facebook messages. Remember, guys, once in a while I'm going to ask for you guys uh, to have feedback, so pay attention. Uh, log into Facebook. If I'm asking something and you want to hear your name, because you do, you do, you want to hear your damn name. Everybody does. So your participation is appreciated. Thanks for everybody uh, for participating, uh, participating. And because this show is going to be available for freebie members as well, because remember how I was saying that it's been so long since everybody listened that I'm, I was going to make this one free for members that have already registered. So uh, thanks again for registering. Hopefully, as time goes on, I'm going to convince you guys to become uh, paying members as well. Uh, trust me, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with that, my name is Jacob Vorte. I'm Chris Hendricks. Have a good atheist day, everybody. <laughs>